chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes, verse 4, verse 9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10 says, For if they fall, then one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath, hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. How can one be warm? And verse 12 says, If one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And I want to talk to us just for a little bit on this subject tonight. Stronger together. How many is thankful that we are stronger together? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and ask God's blessings and God's anointing to be with us in this place. We give you glory and honor and praise, God. We ask your blessings. We ask your power to be with us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. to see Brother James. I don't know where he went. There he is. He slipped over there. Uh, he was in the usher's pew and thankful to see him. He's been struggling with a, a shoulder issue and uh, he told me uh, before church, he said uh, uh, a three in pain level when you've been a ten is like uh, like nobody's business. He said, I'm feeling good. He said, I'm not staying a three, he said, but I'm thankful I'm not a ten anymore. I'm thankful for that. He says it's because of the prayers of the church. And I'm thankful for that, Brother James. That's why we are stronger together. We can't make it by ourselves. We need one another. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. Also, I want to make mention, I know we've been praying uh, for my brother, uh, Brother Nick Mahaney. And uh, he, is, uh, he needs a touch from the Lord. Talk to him today, and uh, in the next week or so, he will be having surgery for a mass that's in his bladder, and uh, they don't know um, what it is or until they they do get it out through a bi biopsy. Uh, this mass is what's causing all of his issues uh, with his bladder and all the problems that he's been having, and so whether it is... Uh, um, something uh, malignant or whatever, we don't know, they don't know, uh, regardless, it still has to come out, and uh, so um, they're waiting on approval from the doctor, from his cardiologist, and then he has to be off some medication that he's been taking, he takes uh, regularly for a week or so, I think he said, to be able to do that, so, so uh, let's pray for him, this is a his family. Uh, we love him here. Uh, he's a blessing to us. Uh, he's not going to be 
I don't know if he's going to be able to go preach while all this is going on. Uh, um, it affects his finances. It affects his home and uh, his calling and all those things. And so uh, let's just uh, call his name out. Uh, why don't we do that right now? And uh, if you would help me just pray for him. I know we pray for a lot of a lot of individuals that are sick. If we would just call his name out these next couple of weeks and days and until God intervenes and we hear exactly what's going on in this health situation, God. We ask you to touch him, God. Lord, let healing come to his body, his mind, and his spirit right now. Strengthen him. Strengthen him so he can preach your word. Strengthen him so he can fulfill your ministry. Strengthen him so he can feel, fulfill your calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you're seated, step across the aisle and shake somebody's hand. Tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. We are stronger together. I'm thankful for that. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 is often referred to as the unity chapter. And the writer of Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon, he gives us four powerful principles in these four verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 that I read. He writes, two are better than one. And that's so true. He writes, Woe unto him that is alone when he falleth. Um, unless you have one of those buttons you can push. Um, when he falleth, he don't have any help to get up. Um, he also writes, How can one be warm alone? He asked that question. And finally, he writes, Two can withstand him, and it says three, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And Solomon wanted us to understand that we are stronger together. We are stronger together. So uh, I want to do something real quick. I need a couple of volunteers. I'm going to volunteer some people like they do in the never been in the military, but they do this in the military. So I'm going to volunteer Brother Wes to come up here, one on this side, and let me see here. I'm going to volunteer um, Sister Sonia to come up here. Look how eager she is. <laughs> she did not even hesitate. She just jumped up. No, she said, were you expecting me to? No, no, actually I wasn't. So how many believe we're stronger together? Amen. How many believe that threefold cord, three strands of cords or uh, multiple things put together, they cannot be broken or they can't be torn apart? So 
Um, we're going to put that to uh, the test tonight, and we don't have, uh, I don't have any cords or anything like that, but I do have some paper. So, uh, Sister Sonia, I want you to get you a couple pieces of paper, and I want you to, Brother West, you do the same thing, and uh, let's see how easy, how many do you think you have in your hand? Probably about three. He has about three, too. He's putting one back. He doesn't want to have an advantage or disadvantage. So um, let's see if you can tear those apart. Tear those. Pretty good. Let's give them a hand. Aren't they talented? <laughs> so why don't we grab a few more? A little bit more than three. Look at Sister Sonia. She don't want to throw that paper down on the ground. And she, she's... So, you don't have to count them. So, get get several. How many How many do you have, Sister Sonia? Just grab them real quick. About ten. She has about ten. All right. So you could you could tear. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> okay, Brother West tore hit. Well, let, I'm going to help her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pretty good. We finally pressed through. Ten. Three was pretty good. Uh, uh, ten was, uh, look at Brother West. He is diligent counting them. He's going sure, to make sure he knows how many he's got. Okay. Okay, so we had about 10. Brother West had about, I don't know, a million. He can, he's still trying to count. <laughs> so uh, we can put those down, and uh, why don't we try to go a little quicker? coffee machine paper that we're tearing up, Sister Dorothy. I mean, that's a, okay. So they had 10. Wes had about, I don't know how many he had. He had a bunch. Uh, he had about 12 or so. And so so I don't know how many's there. So they got a pretty good stack. So let's see. Let's see what's possible with this. So whatever they had, about 20 or so. I mean, I mean that's pretty thick. So that was that was a lot harder to tear. I mean, that let us know that that this paper is stronger than just three sheets or 10 sheets, and we got about 20 or so. Uh, so we understand that it's hard for them to tear that by themselves. So I wonder if somebody on this side would come up and 
join with Sister Sonia to try to help her tear those ten pages. <laughs> and I wonder if somebody, Brother Lathan, why don't you come up here? Brother Lathan, come on up. No, Big Lathan. We need Big Lathan. Here. Here, little Lathan, you come get you some. Here. Here, come on. Uh-oh, here. You and Gunner can tear them up together. So, well, we're going to see if two can help this little process. So let's try this again. Go ahead. Brother Wes, you've got to help him. Either one of them can do that. Look at these guys. <laughs> okay. Come on, let's give him some. Oh, the boys got it. There we go. <laughs> so I think we all proved that. Uh, I mean, thank you. Contestants, you did awesome. Thank you, Sister Sonia. Thank you, Brother West. Thank you, Brother Lathan. Thank you, LJ and, and Gunner. Thank you. That just shows that we are stronger when we are together. How many believe that? How many thankful for that? I'm thankful for that. That's why God ordained the church, not just the global church, but the local church. And we've talked about this before. We're a part of a, a, of a larger church than just this local congregation. But I'm thankful that we are a part of this local assembly here. And we are stronger when we are connected, when we are with one another. Some try to devalue the necessity of the church. Some say the church is outdated old-fashioned and no longer needed. I don't believe that's the case. I believe that in the last day, the church is needed more than any other time before. How many believe that? I believe that. I believe that the church is relevant. I don't believe the church is behind the times. I don't believe the church is outdated. I don't believe the church is old-fashioned. I believe the church is the most important institution that we can be a part of. The Apostle Paul wrote in Hebrews chapter 10 and 23 through 25, he said in verse 23, he said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. He said in verse 24, and let us consider one another 
to provoke. The word provoke in this scripture means to encourage or to motivate or to stir up, to provoke unto love and good works. Verse 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as ye see the day approaching. The New Living Translation of Hebrews chapter 25 says it like this. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. People neglect the church. People neglect the necessity of being in the house of the Lord. People always find time for every... I'm guilty of it. Our schedule is packed with many things, but... I'm not too weary to go to the mall. I'm not too weary to go to an event. I'm not too weary to watch a movie. I'm not too sick for this and that. And please don't misunderstand me. Uh, I know we went through a crisis where we were sick and, 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 and people knew what the necessity they had of their health to stay home and not to come. But it is, it, it is a neglect, a spirit of neglect that is creeping into our world. And if we're not careful, it will come into the church. The Apostle Paul says, let's not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. We are stronger together. We encourage one another in the house of the Lord. We encourage everyone, one another to be a part of what God is taking or what is taking place and what God is doing in the church. We encourage our brothers and sisters not to isolate themselves and separate themselves. Isolation is the enemy's greatest tool. Hallelujah. He wants to isolate us from the body and separate us from the church. Hallelujah. But we encourage one another, and he would end it like this, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Paul was not devaluing the church, but Paul was saying, The closer we get to the return of Jesus, the church will and should be more important than anything else in our lives. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the church because we are stronger together. How many believe that? Come on, how many believe that? Just like Brother West and Sister Sonia uh, trying to tear uh, these papers. Uh, Three was easy. Ten was a little bit more difficult. Twenty-five or thirty, it was harder. Even joining with someone else, it it was not possible. And that's what uh, uh, Ecclesiastes was telling us. We have to have a brother and our sister. He said it's not good for one to be alone. He said two is better than one. Just like two or three or four or ten or twenty pieces of paper. It's stronger than just one. He said because our labor is rewarded when we are working together with one another. He says, he says what's going to happen if somebody falls over? Who's going to be there to help 
them and lift them up. Hallelujah. There's times when we stumble. There's times when we fall. There's times, Brother James, when we go through crisis. Sister Wallace, there's times when, 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 when health issues hit our life. But we can't make it through these things by ourselves. But if we got a church praying for us, if we got a church lifting us up, If one prevails against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I believe in the last day that the church is needed more than ever before. I believe that. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul wrote again in Hebrews chapter 10 and, and 23. He would say, excuse me, Sister Charlotte, let me go back. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 27. He wrote about the church. And he wrote about the church being a body. And he wrote about each member being one in particular. He said, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have all been made, been made all to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. I'm thankful for that. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were the eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole a uh, 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 body where the ear, where would the smelling be? Verse 18 says, But now hath God set members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And the members of the body we think to be less honorable. Upon them we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh, that which no schism, that means no problems, no, no, no division, no difficulty, 
that's what the enemy tries to do to the body. He tries to come in and he tries to divide the body. He tries to separate the body. He tries to put uh, 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 an odd against a brother and an odd against the sister. Hallelujah. Verse 25 says that there should be no schism in the body, but that all members shall have, have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. As members of the body of Christ, the church is the body of Christ. We understand there is diversity and that diversity does not make us weaker. That diversity makes us stronger. It makes us stronger together. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that there are different people in this church, different ideas, different opinions, different skill set, different abilities, different ministries, different things that God uh, has uh, called you in. Some may be small. Some may be great. There is no great or small thing in the body of Christ. That diversity allows us those things that, that, that Brother Raymond is good at that I can't do. And those things that Brother Raymond can do that Brother Seth can't do. And that Brother Seth can't do that Brother Anthony can't do. That does not show weakness because we are not uh, capable of doing those things. You know what? It makes us stronger. It makes us stronger because we can come together, working together, knowing that that brother, that that sister, that that person, they are going to help me where I'm weak. They're going to encourage me when I need strength. They're going to pick up the slack when I, when I can't fulfill that. I might not be able to do it. I might try my best to, and they come along inside me and help me. That makes the body stronger. Diversity does not make the body weak, but diversity makes the body strong. In our world today, we hear a lot of conversation about diversity. And rightly so. Many different ethnicities, many different cultures, many come from different parts and some may be from this side of the tracks and some may be from that side of the tracks and some may be more educated and some may have this and some may have that. I'm thankful for the diversity that our world celebrates. The inclusiveness of cultures and races and abilities and all those things. The church can take a lead from something that's happening in the natural and into the spiritual. Because we need to look around and the church needs to find a way to be a little bit more inclusive. The church needs to find a way to 
allow people to express themselves and have that diversity of the body. Hallelujah. We understand. Now what happens, what is happening, a sad thing that's taken place in our culture is the diversity of our culture has become divisive. And our world, our media, the liberal society, our government, education, people around us, they try to turn that diversity and those differences against one another. And that's going to be the downfall of America. We've got to stand together, united as one. God doesn't see color. God doesn't see wealth. God doesn't see nationality. God doesn't see cultural background. He doesn't see those things. But the world sees those things, and the world tries to take those things and use those and make those divisive against one another. That culture, that race, that's against that one. I, I, I don't like that one because uh, maybe they got an advantage and I didn't. I don't like that one because they live in another part of town than I do. They got a better education than I do. Something like that. That's what the world is trying to turn everybody against. And if we're not careful, that spirit will come into the church. And that's not what God said the body was. God said the body was one, number one in Him, that we were baptized into one body with one spirit. Hallelujah. And you can't be of His spirit. I can't be of His spirit by disrupting what is taking place in the body. So we've got to be careful. I want us to understand the diversity of the body does not make us weaker, but it makes us stronger. We're stronger. I'm thankful that we're stronger. I'm thankful that we're stronger. We're like that threefold cord that is not easily broken. We're like these multiple pieces of paper, Sister Sonia, that cannot be easily torn apart just because uh, there may be some different things going on in that church, in that body that, uh, that, uh, that causes a little diversity to rise doesn't mean there's got to be division. That means there's going to be strength. Hallelujah. We are stronger together. I'm thankful for the church because we are stronger together. How are we stronger? I want to give you just a few examples. We are stronger in vision. Amos 3 and 3, the prophet wrote this, Can two walk together except they be agreed? I'm thankful that we have the same vision in this church. Somebody might do it a different way. Sister Dorothy told me the other day she didn't like everything I did, but she loved me. I said, well, I don't like everything you do either. I still love you. But we have the same vision for the church. 
we have to walk together and we have to agree to walk together. Notice the parallel. We're stronger together when we walk together. Our vision is greater. Our vision is more clear. Our vision is exactly what it should be. We're seeing the things through God's eyes and through God's expect, uh, perspective. Our vision is exactly on point because we are stronger together. We are stronger in worship. Psalms chapter uh, 34 and 3, David wrote, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. There's something powerful that happens in this church when we connect ourselves together. I know some of you, people get wore out on it sometimes. I do it all the time. It's not just a pastoral uh, catchphrase or thing to do or something to, to, to try to stir up in the spirit. But I know when we reach over to somebody beside us, I, I say it all the time, reach over to somebody beside you. Connect your faith with their faith. Pray the prayer of agreement with them. Worship with them. Be faithful with them. David understood, I can magnify the Lord by myself, but there's something more powerful that happens when I magnify the Lord with somebody else. David was already magnifying the Lord. David was already worshiping the Lord, Brother Anthony. David was already lifting him up. So he looked around and he understood two are better than one. Two are stronger than one. So he looked at somebody and said, why don't you do it with me? Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Something powerful. I'm thankful that we have that kind of church. I, 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 I desired that when we came here. That's what God laid on my heart is that we would set the culture of this church where we would connect with one another and pray with each other and worship with each other in faith. We're stronger in worship together and we're stronger in prayer together. Matthew chapter 8 and 9 and 20 says, And again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth, touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Stronger together, agreeing in faith, praying together, praying with a brother and a sister, not praying and carrying that burden, Brother James, by herself, but knowing when the pain is at a 10, I got somebody that's praying for me. I got somebody beside me knowing, Sister Wallace, that when I'm in a hospital and something's going on in my life, I've got somebody, I may be in this room by myself, but I'm not in this world by myself. I'm not in this battle by myself. Agreeing together. Agreeing together. That's why we pray the prayer of agreement. That's the strongest prayer that we can pray with someone. Hallelujah. When somebody comes to the altar, the first thing we need to ask them, what is your need? 
What is your need? And when they tell you, you tell them, you know what? We're going to pray together. We're strong together. We're two or three agree, touching any one thing together. And we are going to pray the prayer of agreement together. Where two or three are gathered in my name, two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus will be in our midst. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. Hallelujah. We can have ten or we can have ten thousand. Come on. We can have two or we can have 200. But if two will gather together, if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm stronger when I'm praying with a brother and a sister because Jesus is in my midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I connect with Brother West, two or three gather together praying in his name. That's not a corporate prayer, but that's, a, that's an individual prayer for two believers. Jesus is going to be between me and him right there. But think how more powerful it is when two or three over here and two or three over here and two or three over here and two or three here in the middle when two or three start connecting their faith with one another. Just think of the power. We are stronger. Two is better than one. That is what Ecclesiastes said. And if two can be better than one, four has got to be better than two and eight has got to be better than four. Hallelujah. We are stronger in prayer together. We are stronger in spirit together. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 and 4 says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and it appeared on them clothed in tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit made them stronger together. They are with one accord and in one place. They were with one focus. They had one heart. Hallelujah. And when that happened, the Spirit began to flow in that upper room. And the Bible says they all began to speak in tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that happens in this church. And you know what? It should happen more often than it does. We need the Spirit of God permeating this place more than it does. It shouldn't happen just on a revival. It shouldn't happen just on a special Sunday. But every time we walk into the doors of this church, the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost needs to flow in through this place 
Hallelujah. And I believe that's where God is trying to take the church in the last day that we will be in one accord and in one place and in one spirit. Hallelujah. And when people walk into the doors of this place like a fire that is a combustible fire that, 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 that is being let loose, it is going to spread all over this place and people will be getting the Holy Ghost. Come on, how many believe that? We are stronger together. Hallelujah. We are stronger in doctrine. Ephesians chapter 4 and 3 through 6 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bounds of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Even you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. One doctrine, not multiple doctrines. We're going to hear one thing preached from this church pulpit, and that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We're going to hear one thing preached from this pulpit. Hallelujah. There is one Spirit. Hallelujah. And you can receive that power, that Spirit, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to hear one thing preached from this pulpit, one faith. Faith, hallelujah. We must have the faith to be, uh, uh, the faith comes. We uh, faith. If we have faith, he, he will be the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We have that faith. There's one baptism, Brother Gresham, not many. There's one. There's one way that we're baptized. Not according to a creed, not according to what it's said in a book, but we are baptized unto the remission of sins, one baptism. Because there's one God, one Father, who is above all and through all and in us all. I'm thankful for that because we are stronger. We are stronger together. Hallelujah. And finally, we are stronger in labor. The apostle wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 9, he said, For we are laborers together with God, and ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Whatever we accomplish in this church, whether it's build a new building or have revival, see souls saved, teach Bible studies, whatever we accomplish in this church, it's going to be because we are laborers together. We are laborers together. We are working together in harmony with one another. Hallelujah. We are helping our brother and sister. We are laboring together. How are we going to build a new building? We will labor together. We will give together. We will sacrifice together. We will surrender together. How are we going to see our family saved and revival come to this church and this church field and that church field? Because we are going to labor in the kingdom of God together. The Apostle Paul said, some water. Some plant. 
Some sow, but God gives the increase. It takes a waterer. It takes a planter. It takes a sower. It takes the laborers. We're doing it together. Hallelujah. It's not about me when somebody's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not because I preached a sermon. It's because we are laboring together and we rejoice together with it. Hallelujah. If Brother Anthony preaches a sermon or Brother Kyler or Brother Austin or Evangelist or Brother Hart or somebody and, and, and somebody's moved on by the Spirit, I, I don't get mad and get upset. Why didn't they do that when I preached? Why didn't that happen last Sunday? They were here. Why didn't they? You know what? We rejoice because we are working and laboring together in the kingdom together. Hallelujah. I don't have to baptize them. You can. I don't have to be the one to. I can just be the one to fill the baptistry and get it ready. And if you baptize them, I'm going to rejoice because I had a part in it. Hallelujah. I don't even have to do that. Uh, I, I, Sister Danita and Sister Dale, they take home the wet towels and the wet things that uh, after we're baptized. You know what they're doing? They're having a part of what's taking place. They may not be putting them in the water. They may not be laying their hands on them. But they're getting things ready, getting things ready, laboring together in the kingdom of God. I want to labor together with my brothers and sisters of the church. I want to work side by side with them and rejoice with them because the Bible says we are God's husbandry. That means we are God's workmanship. God has built us and God has placed us together and he's put our hands in it. And he said, ye are God's building. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. And we belong to God. Hallelujah. We belong to Him. And we are stronger together. I'm stronger with Sister Tish. I'm stronger when Sister Charlotte's here. I'm stronger when Sister Dorothy is here. I'm stronger... Knowing Brother Gary is coming in and God's doing things for him. I'm stronger seeing the faithfulness of Sister Geneva. I'm stronger. I'm stronger. We're laboring together. We're working together for the kingdom of God. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. I said long ago when we, we started this building project, just this thing in the natural, I said I cannot build this building alone. I cannot do it. I cannot do that in the natural, and I cannot build this church in the spiritual. You cannot do it by yourself, but together we can do it. Together, standing arm in arm with each other. Together, praying with one another. Praying with one another. You may not be teaching the Bible study, but you will rejoice when it's taught. You may not be teaching the Bible study, but you may give so a chart can be bought. You may not give a Bible study, but you may turn somebody's name in and say, this is somebody that needs to be taught right here. Hallelujah. That's working together for the kingdom of God. No man is an island. We might make it 
for a while by ourselves, but we won't last very long. Amen. We need each other. We need each other. That's why Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, he said two are better than one. He said, because they have a good reward of their labor. Verse 10, he said, for if they fall, then one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Verse 11, he said again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one... Be warm alone. Verse 12, he said, And if one prevail against him, two shall stand, shall withstand, excuse me, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Hallelujah. I didn't have a cord, but I had this copy paper. Dorothy will put that back in there and use it, and all of it didn't get tore up. <laughs> three, could tear three. Pretty good. Ten. But she got there. Brother Wes, he thinks he had about 12 or 100. He didn't know he couldn't take it out. <laughs> but he tore it. But then what, was that 25 or 30, something like that? Boy, that was hard, wasn't it? I'm thankful that I have you. I have you. I have you. I'm thankful that I have each of you. Because by myself, I might be tore up. The enemy could get me and tear me apart. I might make it for a while on my own. But I'm not going to make it forever by myself. But when I get a brother and sister... Look out, enemy. I'm a force to be reckoned with. When I've got somebody beside me, you may, you may tear me apart at the count of three, but ten is a little bit harder and twelve is a little bit harder. But if I get more and if I get more brothers and sisters with me, I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be better. That's why we need this church. It's important. This church is important. Every Wednesday night, text message after text message. This came up. Can't be here. This happened. I know there are things that take place. I know there are health issues. That, so I'm going to pastor here just for a little bit, for a second. We've got to be careful. 
Because what happens is this. We miss the things that we don't have to miss church for. Those things aren't priorities. And we miss. Those become. But the things we have to miss for, we miss. So what happens is when we join those two together, we end up, I look around as a pastor, and I say, that one has missed about four services. They had to be gone that weekend, and they had to work that weekend, but they didn't have to then. So something else came up, and they just made that their priority. So what happens? we got to be careful, church. Because it'll be easy for us to string together four, five, or six missed services like that. And never know it. And then when we show up, we look around and we feel out of place. We feel maybe a little bit different. I don't know what's happening. Something's happening. You know, they had four services, five services without me, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. And that's the enemy. That's the enemy that tries to tell you, you know what, you just found out you really didn't belong because you missed several services. And they went on without you and everything's okay. But that's a lie of the enemy. Because the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is we would have been a lot stronger if you would have been here. And you may have been a catalyst to, 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 to labor or the spirit or, 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 or worship or prayer or doctrine or something that could have, could have been a catalyst to strengthen somebody because, because remember you are and we are and I'm a part of that body even though that we are different. We're stronger. Diversity doesn't make us weaker, it makes us stronger. We are stronger together. So I encourage you, do your best. Make, make the house. I know I don't say this from the pulpit a lot. I, I, I know I don't preach this. But you got to, we've got to make the house of the Lord our priority. Hallelujah. It, 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 I, I know it's a challenge sometimes. Getting off work, getting dressed, coming to church, getting your kids ready, getting up on Sunday morning. Doing all the things that have to do to come to church. I know it's hard. Honestly, some Sunday mornings I wish I could sleep in. And then when you get when I get here and you don't show up, I really wish it. <laughs> but we need this place. That's why the apostle said in the last day. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near, we need not to neglect the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because we are stronger together. Two are better than one. Woe to him who fall and hath no one to help him. You're going to be cold if you don't have somebody to make heat with you. That's what he said. Two 
can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I'm thankful for the church and I'm thankful that we are stronger together. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand and lift our hands to heaven right now and why don't we do what we do so often in this church? Why don't you why don't you reach over to somebody and connect your faith with their faith and and just pray the prayer of agreement with them? Amen. Come on, we're stronger together.